But Kenneth Boss just retired. I don't know how many. Forty-one shots. Yeah, I remember so, that. You know the story with with that was it. Bruce Springsteen wrote a song called Forty-One yeah. Shots, and you know, uh, he was told that. Uh, and I, I heard this story. I don't know if it's one hundred percent true. He was told by the chief of department, "If you play that song tonight, he goes, you have every right to do it, but no police escort back to Manhattan." Mm -hmm. Guess what? He didn't play the song. Yeah, he, mm -hmm. yeah he's no fool. You know, it'll take you two hours or five minutes to get back into Manhattan from here we are for part two with Miss Homicide, Irma Rivera. The first episode was great. We had a good time. And now we're going we're gonna to touch on a, on a subject that is it's difficult to talk about. But, Bill, why don't you talk about the effect All that right, you mentioned so, to me earlier. And we'll, go, we'll revisit the whole case. Everyone knows the uh, Eric Garner case where Officer Pantaleo, uh, the media called it a chokehold. He brought him to the ground and uh, Eric Garner... Uh, died as a result of, uh, you can believe whether it was a chokehold or he had a heart attack, cardiac arrest. In any event, um, Officer Pantaleo was cleared by a grand jury and also cleared by the feds, the FBI investigating for civil rights violations. He was cleared by both of them. A third investigative body got the case, uh, which is the commissioner of trials, which um, every police officer in the NYPD knows that as somewhat of a kangaroo court. And the judge of the uh, commission of trials ruled that um, he was reckless in his application of what she described as a chokehold resulting in Eric Garner's uh, death. In essence, she went against the grand jury findings, the Fed findings, and she decided... Uh, in all fairness, was, are they... The trial court is not held to the same standard that... A grand jury's held to no right, but the trial, what's the difference? It now goes to the police commissioner, and the co police commissioner can either override her findings and say no, he shouldn't be fired. He's going to continue on this job. He was justified in doing what he did, or he can agree with the uh, judge and fire him. Right now, Officer Pantaleo has been uh, suspended. Some of the union heads, uh, Patty Lynch of the PBA, of course. Um, vehemently protest that uh, Officer Pantaleo did nothing wrong. He took down a suspect who was um, resisting. He didn't use uh, a chokehold. And uh, Eric Garner's medical condition, he was grossly obese. I think he weighed about 380 pounds. He had asthma. He had all kinds of medical conditions uh, contributed to his death. Look, the whole thing, of course, is a tragedy. We're not going to make light of that. No one... Uh, deserves to die over selling untaxed cigarettes. But when an officer um, approaches someone and says, you're under arrest, and they say, uh, it ain't happening this time, what the officer's trained to use a certain amount of force to affect That's a lawful order. Yeah, it's a lawful order. So he resisted arrest. So the whole uh, body of the NYPD, of course, all officers, everyone sitting here, knows we've used force in the past and on the street, someone could die while you're using force against them. Uh, well, let's backtrack a bit. You mentioned, that first of all, the, the amount of power that's given to a police officer or law enforcement officers is incredible. You have the right to, your power goes as far as to take a civilian's freedom away. It's a great responsibility. Along with that power, you have the power to detain somebody and you have the power to give somebody a lawful order, which civilians cannot choose 
to do what they want to do. When given a lawful order, a lawful order and by that I mean stop, stay right. here, pull over, get out of the car, all those lawful orders, that's the authority given to us by the municipality that we work for, the city or state that we work for. It's a power entrusted in us. As a civilian, you only have one option when you're given a lawful order, and that is to comply. When a civilian doesn't comply to a lawful order, anything that happens after that fact, you have to, you have to take that into account, that this scenario would have never happened had Aragoner listened to the commands that were given to him. That's correct. You can't just say, not today, fellas, nobody, nobody and start heading home and think that, oh, okay. Right, right. Okay, fine. You know what, Eric? You want to come back tomorrow? We'll meet you here in the same corner, right, and then we'll do right. the arrest? Is that okay with you? <laughs> right. Well, better yet, look at your calendar. We'll look at ours. We'll figure out a time to arrest you. <laughs> That's true. And the other thing with the, everything has changed. I mean, society has changed. The way people respect the police has changed. You know, well, no one dis, listens the anymore. Disrespect for police has right. been also politicized, where there is one particular group of politicians that back the criminals over the police all the time. All the time, yeah. creating a gray area, especially on this mayor. gray area when it comes to following the law. The laws are created by people voting for them. Okay. They're, they're created, they're, they're enacted, they're created by our congressmen and our senators. And these laws that are put into place, we, as law enforcement, our job is to enforce them. So when those same people that are putting these laws into place, maybe it wasn't their law a couple of years down the line, they choose not to enforce it anymore. The word has to go out. The cops have to get a memo. In regards to, you always hear people talking about, he was selling cigarettes, loose cigarettes, who gives a shit? Well, here's the, the fact behind that. That's a federal ordinance. The New York City gets money through a grant from the federal government. It's involved in the housing patch, package. You know, they get housing police. And in, inside that package where they get millions and millions of dollars uh, is the fact that you... We're, we're gonna, you're going to save us a lot of money and time. We're not going to have federal officers available to enforce this tax law. You'll do it for us. And I would imagine there's a certain amount of numbers that has to come back to show the federal government that you are enforcing well, the law. that order came from the mayor's office to the chief of department's office to the precinct of occurrence in Which Staten mayor? Island. De Blasio. Right. To enforce that law. It came from his office to the chief of department who was Banks at the time. Mm-hmm. And it went to the precinct, and they were told to start making arrests for untaxed Have you noticed since de Blasio became mayor how, how, how crime has risen, even though the news says it hasn't? Well, I mean, you know, all the shooting. they can hang their hat on that, but you know something? You can see the disorder in the streets. Of course. People it's, are living all over the streets. People, in, No one pays for the subway. See, but, I, I ride the subway, I see right. people jumping with impunity. Well, we haven't been on in a couple of weeks, or as far we've we've been recording, but... This dousing, we haven't talked about that. Oh, my God. Right, right, yeah, that's right. When I first saw the dousing, I said to myself, wow. I mean, I got scared. Yeah. I got scared. What, what the hell is happening with wait, it? What wait. would I do in this situation? See, but the cops now have it so different than when we had it. Now everybody's filming you. If that cop would have turned around and punched that kid in the face, that cop would have been in trouble. I would have lost my job over that. Right. The but truth. they would have been in trouble. You know? But they would have been in yeah. trouble. You I know that. I definitely arrested that guy. Yeah. Well, here, that, here's so, the situation. So now that really we're... At this point, what happened as a result of it? We had an order that came down from the police commissioner uh, describing what you, these people would be charged with. Several of them have been apprehended. And yet, 
what what shocks me is the, this in, uh, we're not figuring out how to solve the problem. Most of this water is coming from fire hydrants, which I remember when I was on the job was illegal to turn on. Right. They used to have we used to have to follow FDNY while they went around and either shut down these fire hydrants because we were wasting water or they'd put a cap on it so it oh, doesn't spray. We had a wrench in the car. Right. I mean, we had a wrench in our car. Why not just go around now? You know what? You want to throw water on us? Grab the raincoats, let's go out, get 10 guys, and we go all over all the commands in your borough and just start shutting these things down. And Remember then you, you put a car there to make sure see, it doesn't go ago, up. Years ago, in the 80s, if you did that, That's anything how you like that, that in the 80s, you would hit that block, put everybody up against oh, yeah, the exactly. wall, search exactly. everybody. And, you know, the stop question is first, the fact that cops are not doing that anymore. That's why there's so many more shootings in all these neighborhoods. Look what happened in the projects recently yeah, in Brownsville, yeah. what happened. You know, um, Black Lives Matters. Black Lives Matters when it comes to the cops, but black lives should matter in the communities they live in. There's so many black men being killed by black men. You know, all these kids being killed in these in these ghettos, It's they keep being killed by their own. They're not being killed by the cops. The cops, yeah, once in a while you have a bad shooting. That's one. How about 50 men who've been killed in Harlem yeah. by other black men. Like, why aren't people fighting about that? Why aren't they complaining about that? You know, they complain about the cops doing, complain about the people in your, in your community who are killing your, your men. And they, they've taken a lot of power away from, like you oh, mentioned, cops. stop, question, and frisk. Uh, I mean, you got to fill out like an encyclopedia when you stop. Everybody's carrying days, a gun know? now because they know the cops are not going to be yeah. tossing them like they used to. And even jumping the turnstile is now a civil matter. So in essence, when someone jumps the turnstile, you don't automatically have search incidental to lawful arrest because it's a civil matter. You know? I think I think stop, question, and frisk was a, a great tool that we had. That we, you know, how many guns came off the street? Now everybody knows the cops are not going to search you. The cops don't even want to get out of the car half the time right. now. They don't want to put your, They don't want to put their hands. On what them. is yeah. that called? Bill, what's well, happening uh, now? Ed Mullins, who's the president of the SBA, is calling uh, the reaction to the uh, suspension of Officer Pantaleo the Pantaleo effect, and meaning that the rank-and-file cops on patrol are afraid to do their job. They're afraid to put their hands on anybody. They're afraid to do enforcement because if someone says, oh, you're not arresting me, now they're afraid that if they use force, that the upper echelon of the police department is not going to back them up. And you can't blame them because... They're not backing them up. They're not backing them up. Right, exactly. But they they still want the same numbers. Ever since Comstat, the police department has been a numbers-driven organization. I can't imagine they're getting the numbers they want now, though. They're probably not, but you know something... They, their feelings are like, well, I I don't want to go through the whole broken windows policing thing, but they, they feel that just arresting someone for lower level crimes has an impact on the higher level crimes. Well, you keep them in the system. Keep them busy. Right. But now, um, many politicians have, uh, spoken out against broken windows policing, uh, well, when you talk about keeping him in the city, you're talking about a guy probably like Eric Garner, who was involved in an incident earlier that day as a witness, I think it was, but he was always out in the street. There's these people out there that are always out. You know, when you're a cop and you're same. working, you're doing patrol, you see the same people on the same corner every single day. You be, you almost develop a relationship with them right. because you, know, you talk to them that often. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, something knowing people in the community is a good thing because... Maybe one day they'll have your back and you need, you they need do. help. They will. They'll call for you, you know. Same thing. And, you know, you, you may do them a favor here or there. But, you know, there's, there's definitely, uh, I mean, the greatest article I posted all over Facebook was written by former chief of the department, Louis Anamone, 
I saw that. Yeah, I read that. It was an amazing. I remember him on the street in the three two. He was he was the man. He was a lieutenant. That was that was a really it was a pointing thing what he said. And basically, had his name on the walls, graffiti. They wanted to kill him in the three two when he was a lieutenant. He was so good in the early eighties. There's a way to go about it. There's a way to about policing, and there's a a group of people who appreciate it, and that's the law-abiding citizens in every community. But when you have people who are on the fence, you got your criminals, you got the law-abiding citizens, and then you got the people who are on the fence. They don't know which way they're going to talk to cops. They're going to either stay in trouble or dabble a little bit, stay out a little bit later. That's where you're influencing. That's where you get the gray area. I see people calling up all the time where they're complaining about the people smoking pot in the street. And they're like, why aren't they doing something about that? I'm like, what are they supposed to do? It's kind of sort of in limbo. Our governor wants to legalize it. It hasn't yet. Our mayor is saying it's decriminalized. You are still thinking old-fashioned in the way, I would imagine, because you still think it's a crime. Right. Yeah, but when you talk even about quality of life, say you lived in an apartment on 106th Street, right? And you have a stoop leaning up to your apartment and there's four junkies sleeping yeah. on you. I mean, that really impacts your quality of life. Oh, it's horrible. Right. And, and especially and since heroin has made a comeback. And yeah. these junkies to get into your house. That's a pretty serious yeah. Which is, right? is easy because they are junkies. Yeah. I mean, they're probably going to be laid out. So. <laughs> <laughs> Methodonians like Detective Pat said, right? Methodonians, yeah. yeah it's, 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 oh, you guys my remember God. spit went, back Yeah, yeah. And of course, yeah, they spit back into the in, into the bottle. It's so disgusting. So the oh, Pantaleo. Yeah. And now, and now during a, even during the AIDS period. Oh. Let's get back to the Pantaleo effect here. All right, so, so yeah, basically cops are going to be... We afraid. saw the effect with the dousing. Cops not yeah. knowing what to do. Exactly. And we're, we're basically what we're saying is that it's as a result of this uncertainty uncertainty of how to police. What, what are you going to back me up with? God forbid this scenario goes wrong. Is it worth it? Because think about it. It's a summons for a Lucy, for selling Lucy's. You have to ask yourself, well, okay, now before I go do that, is it worth it? God forbid this doesn't go right. There's going to be recording. Are they going to be recording me saying goodbye right. to a future Eric Gardner? All right, you don't want to go today? No, uh, no go home. Don't worry about it. It's fine. I'll get you tomorrow. Well, make an appointment like detectives do. Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> because that's what, it, that's what it's going to come down to. Yeah. Unless he could probably, be, knowing him, he probably, he probably couldn't have gotten a DAT. No, Which is a desk appearance tickets. Yeah, he would have had to go through the system. Selling cigarettes. Right, you know, right. it's crazy. Yeah, it's bullshit. But you know, so, Mark, taking it one step further... Uh, the commanding officer of the police department isn't the police commissioner. It's the mayor. And if the mayor doesn't back you and he's always talking out against the police department, the cops, first of all, the Is that for fear of getting fired? That's what it is. And, and going to I jail. mean, if you're the yeah, police commissioner and you, you can't butt heads with the mayor because you're fear of getting fired. He'll get fired. I, gu- I guarantee it. If O'Neill doesn't fire Pantaleo... You've seen the last of O'Neill. I don't He's understand the firing thing. And if he does fire, why, him, why do we get fire? here? Why don't you just let him resign? See, that's let my him thing. Resign. Let, let him, him have his re- pension. What? First of all, what are you going to do on the police department at this point on? Nobody's going to. You can't go back on patrol. No, he's, no. he's done. He's are you going to want to stay in for the next? I don't know how much time he's got left. How much time does he have? He probably has about 10 years on. All right. You're going to want to stay indoors for another 10 years? We're going to have to find really interesting stuff for you to do. I'm sure we could find a unit where you can do maps. What's that? Map place. Or change tires on cars. (laughs) But if that's something you want to do, or would you like to take three quarters, take your medical benefits with you, resign, 
and go about your life. That's what well, I think they, they should they do. They haven't offered him that. I they mean, should, he's, though. He's, he's suspended right now. They yeah, but, should. But How they many millions of, of things that we have done? Central Park 5 got four, $41 million. Do you know what I'm saying? Let the guy go. You don't have to do it above ground. Just do it quietly. Right. But, yeah. but you know, the word will get out. But I would let him resign. It's like a lynching. That's what they want yeah, to do. They want to do it publicly. resign with his pension. With his pe- yeah, why yeah, not? He should get three quarters. He should get something. He's gone through hell. Yeah. Job. And his he's family also. Yeah. And his family. And they got a fear for the. They they're gotta, protesting yeah. around his house right now. Yeah, it's and, horrible. Uh, you know, look, people don't understand the law in regards to culpable mental states of mind, which, um, you know, you to to be responsible it has to be done either recklessly, intentionally, criminally, negligently, or knowingly. And he definitely. None of those fit the crime. None of them. Because he didn't do it intentionally. It's his state of mind. He did not leave the house that day with saying, I'm going to kill a cigarette uh, guy selling untaxed cigarettes. You know? That can happen to anybody. You, you get into a fight with someone, you punch someone in the face, they hit the head on the ground, they're dead. I mean, you didn't. your intention was in that. Right. It's still a manslaughter, right. but you, your intention was not for that. Right, exactly. He didn't intend to, to no. hurt him or kill him. When he went to work that day, he wasn't intending on killing anybody. No. You know? And, like and you, you said, know, some people say, oh, he's a bad cop. You know something? From what I can see, Pantaleo is exactly the kind of cop I want would want with me. Mm-hmm. You know, he was in shape. He wasn't afraid to take action. That's right. the guy I wanted with me, you know? Tactically, there was a lot of things wrong with him. They were in front of a pane glass window. Yeah, we, we should have. That could have went. We, they could have both been dead right, just by going through that window. Never did things yeah, you don't, and you don't think when it's happening I either, do. you know? I always did. <laughs> I did. Yeah. I always take into account what could I use as a weapon? Mm-hmm. Uh, what do I want to stay away from? And am I going to be able to run out of this? That's before, you know, just from doing martial arts right. and boxing and. My share of just being in the streets and fucking people up on a daily basis because I'm a bad motherfucker, right? <laughs> no, but seriously, man, there was a lot of things. You know, even a taser may but have killed this. That's guy. Yeah. well, yeah, yeah. You know what? You know? Let's just say well, for argument's sake, well, killed Mace killed they him. followed Mace. Both of those. Why? Because the guy was in very, very poor health. And he, has, he was asthmatic. And he was already involved in some incident earlier in the day where his adrenaline was probably pumping. I forget what that was, but. He already had one thing with the cops earlier that day. See, if I was on Patrona, I'd be macing the shit out of everybody. Because you could. You could mace everybody. I mean, and a lot of cops forget to use their mace. I think every that cop... That water incident, I would freaking mace those people. Every cop should have a taser. Yeah. And they don't. In Westchester, every single cop has a taser. I would hate on to be New a cop. I would hate to be on patrol right now. I really would. Yeah. I mean, I you feel know, bad for the cops right now. You say that, right? And then there was times in the 70s where they had the, the Black Liberation, Liberation Army, Army and they were setting you up. The, the incident in the mosque where they, they ambushed and they, they killed the cops there in the mosque. Blocking them off from coming in, doing phony 1013s to get you there to ambush you. So... Let's just take it with a grain of salt. It's a difficult time to be a cop with the recordings, this, right. that, and the other. But they're throwing water on you. They're yeah. not setting you up right. to be ambushed you know, and so killed. The, the disrespect that is pushed by the political agenda of one Well, we're seeing people. it right now. It's, it's horrendous. We're seeing the disrespect. Back, the general public is seeing the disrespect. Yeah. But you know as well as I do, I remember coming out of a building one day, and there was some mope sitting on, on the uh, the porch right in the adjacent biz- building and I'm just coming out with my partner and he looks at me I look at him and he goes fuck you oh yeah and I was like fuck you too mm-hmm. right. oh yeah what are you gonna do 
I said, I'm not going to do nothing. I'm going to go in the van. I'm going to get coffee. Well, you want a donut? Let's go. <laughs> we just fucking <laughs> left. But I, you know what I did? I took a picture of him. That bothered him. You see, a lot of people don't realize psychological things, too. Like, I remember, like, I was sitting in the van, and, and I'm, I'm looking. I'm pointing my phone at him. I don't even think I was really taking a picture, but I knew it would bother him. Yeah, yeah. So he started covering his face. Yeah. He's like, yo, what are you doing, bro? You can't take a picture. I was like, yeah, I can take a picture. And I'm like, taking a I lot. Was, I was with Detective Pat one time, right? It was a summer day like today. And there's like 30, 40 kids in front of the East River houses. And I take the radio and I put it sideways like it's a camera. Uh-huh. They all of them started running. I was so funny. It wasn't even a camera, but they all started running. It is funny. It it's is funny. funny. It was hilarious. And they do say, you can't take my picture. You can't take my picture. Like it's oh, against yes, the I law. Can. Yeah, everybody does it. I, they, were you videotaping? I'm videotaping you. You videotape me. I was at the comedy club last night and this girl walks in. She just comes out of the stairwell. She just comes into the comedy club and she already has her camera and she's taping like everything and I'm like wondering are you recording your whole day every single yeah, like, day what, is that That's how, what do you do with that right, right. Are you deleting it at the end of the night? Like they post get it. In life. They but to, to do what, though? They go to, just to show that they went to a comedy club. I don't know. But you're not even in the room yet. Yeah. I can understand you taping the comic. You're just walking into a bar right now. You know, I used to Maybe she was a PI. Who knows? It was a little thing with Maybe, maybe she's tattoos. following you. I used to tell the detectives <laughs> to take pictures of the crowd after a homicide. Because then yeah, you could right. see who was there, you know? When you go later on and say, this, someone says, hey, someone said this guy... And you'll, he's in the crowd, and he could be a suspect, you know. That's a great tool that they have now, though, the phones. Oh, I mean, I mean it's, the it's, phones came later on. You know? I mean, I think police work, that part of detective work could be a little oh, bit easier detective now. Detective Pat was always getting calls. Yeah, the guy you're looking for is on 160 yeah. Park. Okay, hold him there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's this weapon now I saw the other day. It's well, I guess it's a bolo or something like that. You shoot it out of a gun, but it's really like a th- three th- uh, ropes. And it flies through the air and either wrap around your, your legs, depending on really? where you're it, or oh, wrap like around your turtle. Yeah, it's, it's like, like from Planet of the Apes, yeah. remember that? <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, why really? can't we get stuff Almonds use that? I we should use it. Especially for EDPs. Well, because it could go around somebody's neck? I don't know. Especially for EDPs. Yeah. Use it all the time just to talk to somebody. You like Wonder Woman. You got the, what's that thing the Wonder Woman uses? I think the lasso or something? You want to detain somebody? Just take the questions. They just the people, toys, they're yeah. wrapped around their arms. The toys you can use, you know. Wait so till what, what's coming out. You won't even have to touch somebody anymore. Right. You shoot them with some truth serum. What were you? What were you doing? They're going to talk to you <laughs> with a tear coming out of the way. I did it. So what do you? Th- so what do you think um, the, the commissioner should do? I told you what well, I think. Look, should I do. think that I, I, I think he should reinstate him. I think that if he fires him. He's going to lose the whole rank and file of the NYPD. The unions are going to go against him. If he doesn't fire him, there's going to be protests I'm let him from resign. the other side. Well, yeah, that's probably a good thing. Let, no, not resign. Let him retire and give him three quarters. Okay. Yeah, yeah. that's what you know? I say. Yeah, because he's basically useless to ever do police work again because he, he, look at the hell he's gone through. Five years. That's tough. Been it's tough. How many investigations? The feds have investigated. And 10 years with three quarters. Yeah. Somebody just bad. retired. The other day, as a sergeant, and he worked in aviation, he was involved in a major incident. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. He was involved in uh, some other big case. He just retired right now. And basically what he did was, whatever his situation was, it was kind of like Pantaleo. It was uh, something that was, you had to get him out of the way. And they put him in aviation, and he worked there for, I don't know, 10 years did after that. Did he become that. a pilot, or he just worked there? As... I don't know what he did. Yeah. I think he was a sergeant. But were the people protesting the way they are for guard? Yeah, absolutely. I'm trying to think of what incident it was. Mm. 
It was just as big as an incident. Oh, not the Amadou Diallo thing. Yeah, maybe there was. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Was Kenneth he just Morse. retired now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. How many years did he do? In fact, I think he just got to 20, but he was gunless for years. It has and, to be more than 20 Ray years. Kelly, Ray Kelly wouldn't give him his guns back, and he sued, and they forced him. Because he went to Iraq, too, Kenneth Boss. He had uh, he was a, a hero in Iraq. But Diallo, um, Diallo was over twelve. Wait. Or maybe he did more than twenty years on the job. Diallo's the guy with the wallet. Yes. Yeah. Street crime. Yeah. But Kenneth Boss just retired. I don't know how many. Forty-one years he had shots. On the job. Yeah. I so, remember that. You know the story with with that was that Bruce Springsteen wrote a song called Forty-One yeah. Shots, and you know uh, he was told that. Uh, and I, I heard this story. I don't know if it's one hundred percent true. He was told by the chief of department, "If you play that song tonight, he goes, you have every right to do it, but no police escort back to Manhattan." Mm-hmm. Guess what? He didn't play the song. Yeah, he, mm-hmm. yeah he's no fool. Wow. You know, it'll take you two hours or five minutes to get back into Manhattan from Shea mm-hmm. or ten minutes, right? Mm-hmm. So he didn't play it. You know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't have played it either. <laughs> Wants <laughs> to sit in traffic for two hours. The mail. <laughs> Fuck that song. <laughs> you don't do the ghetto knock. Well, there's no. I'm easy, going, man. I'm easy no going. Go Wait, to tell, me the, tell me the. Tell uh, me the. How does this benefit me? Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, getting back to the um, the Pantaleo effect. It's a big thing for the rank and file uh, police officers. It's going to be it's a tough decision to make. You know something? Even when we were on the job, there were. Proactive cops, and then there were people that basically were known as empty suits that didn't do shit. Hey, hey, hey. There was plenty of them, right? Right. That they either worked the TS, they were steady broom, they were the uh, commanding officer's undercarriage cleaner, you know? <laughs> they, they just... So imagine how hard it is to get cops to Well, do let's just say you're, you're an active cop. You weren't... Those people wind up in those positions. They try to get there, yeah. you know? But if you were an active cop... And you've enjoyed being a police officer. Do you really want to go to work every day and be the broom? No. Do you want to work the TS every single day no. for another 10 years? Absolutely That's not what you not. signed on for. No. See, I think as an active cop now, the, the best way to be an active cop now is to know your community. Really, it is. Like, if you know, you know people on the street, you get out of the car, you talk to people. I mean, I did that on patrol. I mean, I was friendly with certain people on the street. Some people didn't like me, of course not, because you're cool. locking them up. I don't believe the it. Perps, not you know? for a minute. <laughs> no, that's the cool of the <laughs> No, no. No, but really, I think, I think there's still great cops out there. I'm pretty sure there's still cops that are working and busting their asses, and there's still some aggressive guys and girls out there. You know, but those cops... There always will be. Well, you, yeah, there always right, will be. The, the job has to have their back, and we're not convinced, or anyone convinced, that the job will have But I'm pretty back. sure those yeah. cops get along with people in their communities. They talk to people. You know, you Look, to me, the greatest cops, I thought, were anti-crime. They were mm-hmm. the most aggressive, they were the most knowledgeable, and most of them wanted to come to work every day to make an arrest, you know? Yeah. And I wonder how you even get people to volunteer for anti-crime, though, yeah. you know? I'm pretty sure there's people who are still doing it. I guess so. Yeah. Look, and I did, not I did for six nothing. and a half years in anti-crime. There's, a, there's never a time on the job where there isn't somebody... Uh Disappointed with the direction of the palm and it right. doesn't want to do nothing because this, that, and the other. Well, we're not getting paid. We, we, we're out of a contract right now. Well, that's another thing right now that's interesting because they're in between contracts. They always so you talked about, yeah, they always seem to be. But you talked about. To the teachers, but not to the cops. <laughs> yeah. Well, you mentioned the fact that, you know, he's he may, rank and file might, he might lose rank and file if he fires him. And don't forget, you're in between a contract now too, which doesn't doesn't help at all because now you have double the excuse. So, because the mayor might say, "Listen, fire him, and I'll give you the contract." 
Is no, that what you're saying? No, no, no. no. Okay. What I'm this, saying this is that is let's just say when they decided that what was he's the... running for president? That's such a joke. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> it's such a it joke. Is, it is actually. Funny. It is a joke. It is. It's it a is. Joke. You the have guy's to be a buffoon. He's a buffoon. <laughs> you have to be like a little. Uh, yeah, there's a certain amount of you know chutzpah you have to have. Uh, you know, you can't listen to too much criticism when you get involved in acting and comedy because you, this is something you want to pursue. You really want to make it, and there's always going to be a see, lot of negative but when no, they went around new york city and they interviewed hundreds of people to to ask them what they thought of the mayor and if he should run for president not one person not one person <laughs> said yes i think he's doing a good job not one was happy with what, what he's doing he got the black community vote because of his wife and his kids. And you know something? He did nothing for them. Well, He's look done at what, nothing for look them. Look at what happened, nothing. what Eric Ra uh, Reynolds told us, which was um, that Al Sharpton approached him about getting the black vote prior to his uh, getting his um, right. recommendation. And it, what was contingent on it was getting the money for the Central Park Five, right. mm -hmm. the forty-one million. And wow. supposedly, this is according to Eric Reynolds, mm -hmm. uh, he went or the, what he heard, Eric Reynolds was he went along with it. He says, "Okay, I'll get you the money." And then, as soon as he became mayor, Sharpton gave him his lawyer. Well, because Bloomberg intended to fight that case. Yeah, well, he did he the whole time. Bloomberg Council. was a great mayor. He was. He very, was a really yeah, good he mayor. Really was. Yeah. He really was. He cleaned I mean, the city. He sucked them into four more years. He did that twelve great. years. That's he didn't really give us money but no well, at least he city. let you work but he did he i think that's what you know police officers come on the job and you said they want to be given the opportunity to work mm -hmm. you don't want to go out there with your hands tied behind your back because now you're in a, a police car you're in a mark thing and you're a target and you can't even do your job i remember when i noticed the first change with the blasio being mayor was seeing homeless people outside of thompson square park again yeah. After the, the cops took that park over, everything was clean. Now, all of a sudden, you see the homeless again. And now you go to, like, to Midtown, 38th, like 8th and 9th Avenue. My niece lives there. So many homeless people all over the street. I, t I, I actually told the doorman in her building, my mother's housing projects are safer than here. Yeah. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. really. It's I mean, unbelievable. It's Where crazy. is this, 38th? And like 8th and 9th Avenue. It seems like homeless people always want the better addresses, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, my God. No, but really. And, and I guess also that, you know, since Hudson, what's that? Hudson um, Hudson Yards Yards came a lot of the homeless people like oh, they, they, they left that area yeah. yeah it's really ridiculous it's a nationwide epidemic right now and even even de Blasio with the real estate selling a lot of the real estate in the city I mean I mean, he wants to get rid of Rikers Island why where are you going to put these yeah, perps exactly. where are you going to put them well they're talking about putting jails in every borough which yeah, why? Already, no matter where you're going to put the borough the, uh, the jail somebody's going to complain yeah. it's nice where it is it's out of the Leave way if something is. needs to be fixed there fix it dial it up put the millions of dollars spend it Give them their own room with t with cable and, and a menu. Yeah, but we're talking about cops. Imagine correction officers, what oh, they're God. going through in their jails, getting beat up. Yeah. I mean, getting Yeah, that's, that's that job is, is just as bad. Yeah, it's Bob, a hard much job. Much worse, I bet. You should try and get a correction officer I don't understand here. how, how it's going to... Well, you know what they're talking about. One of the main reasons why they wanted to do that was to cut down on the commute between getting back and forth to court. So if you're in your particular borough, where do you have to go to court? If you're in Queens, you're fine if you're in Rikers. But if you work in Manhattan from it's Rikers... It's not that far. You take the bridge. I mean, I know. So that's I know. That's excuse. what you're saying. But that's his excuse. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so every borough has... So this way we can expedite these criminals, get them back out in the street quicker, because every hour counts. <laughs> you know?
Every hour counts. But there, but there are guys in jail who are aren't in jail for bullshit. Yeah, Those guys true. should be out. They should be out. The ones who are for bullshit, like a, a, a first-time offense for for whatever they did. You know, Bill was um, talking about the broken car. windows theory. And even, like, for example, once you get caught up in the system, the idea was that you're always going to be either in court or locked up. And this way, you're out of the street. You're, you're, being, you're, you're being kept busy, busy, idle hands, right? What, what happens? Bad things. Keep this person busy in the system. Always keep track of them. Always get a new address for them. Constantly update our information, our data that we have on these particular people. And that was the idea of it. And it seemed to work. Um, we've become a nation of complainers right now. And people who used to complain before and it fell on deaf ears, now they feel like, um, you know, people are listening. You know, because they're getting likes and comments. The, uh, the guy, Corey Johnson, who's the speaker of the, um, the, the house for the city, the, the city council. He went to John Jay, I mentioned this on another show, and apologized for the policing over the last 10 years to the communities that were victims by stop, question, and frisk, were victims by broken windows policing. How about mentioning the thousands of people that are alive today because of the NYPD? Right, yeah, of you know, course. Oh, the thousands, ten thousands of people that weren't victims of robbery, of sex assault, of burglary, of all these crimes because of the NYPD. But instead, this another progressive goes to John Jay and starts apologizing for something he had nothing to do with. Right. You had nothing to do with the successes and you have nothing to do with the failures. You're just a nobody. You're a politician. Right. You know? Well, look at what happened in Baltimore now that that got exposed. It seems like all these cities that are being done, uh, run by Rem uh, Democrats, San Francisco, L.A., uh, Detroit, Chicago, their uh, minority communities are overwrought with homeless, with, with, with crime, with homicides. Violence, yeah. And it never really comes to the surface. They keep getting billions of dollars. Nobody knows Where's where it, it going, goes. Right? I mean, look, Chicago. Do you know what the murder rate is right now in Chicago? Oh, it. it's, it's I don't know what the number is, but I know it's really, really high. And I, I know it only affects a certain amount of the population, which is across town. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, are they complaining about their police departments? Well, yeah, the mayor there is because she's complaining because the police don't want to be proactive because mm -hmm. they were... Like, they have like the hands tied. Right, they have the hands just like here, but even, maybe even worse in Chicago. But those people in that, those communities, the good people, want the police to police, yes. you know, and they can't police, you know, and they're saying well, the cops are doing nothing because they can't do anything. Right. You know? And that's the dilemma. You know, when you go into these communities, uh, who are you going to look to help. Are you going to help the bad people, the criminals, by staying out of their way? Or are you going to help the people that can't protect themselves, which is your job? The older people, the younger people, the people that don't want to be involved in crime, they don't want to do drugs. But now the cops are getting shot, I think, more than ever. I mean, yeah. since, I, since I've been a cop, I, I've never heard of police I have to see the shooting. statistics. Don't forget, yeah. with social media right now, yeah, we're getting a, a, we, information immediately. We're getting true. information from places that we'd never and even heard truth. of before. And that is true. Sometimes you'll be hearing about a police shooting or a mass shooting that didn't even happen in the United States, yeah. and you're reading it Because in the quick. 70s and the 60s, like you said earlier, there were a lot of radicals back then, you know, um, the Black Liberation Army. There was other groups. Nothing um, ever changes. I was watching a video. This guy... 
he's, he goes out into the middle of center field in a baseball game. He tries to light up the flag. The center field, this is in the 70s, center fielder comes running over, grabs the flag out of his hand and runs away. This is in the 70s. Mm-hmm. They, they were trying, they're doing the same shit now. Nothing ever changes. No, the government pacifies you. They give you this illusion that something else, aware is, of it. something else is, is going to change. You're a police seen, officer in the middle of all this. bash the police as much as they do now. Because of social media. Again, no, social media. Also, they're going after the constituency that is anti-cop. And mm-hmm. that's their voting base. But that's what social media yeah. portrays. Well, in I mean, order to always in there. In order anti-cop. to be on the left, you have to be kind of sort of way anti-government. What's the first form of government? Like, look, we have laws. We talked about gray areas with laws. People are saying, oh, don't call them illegal immigrants. Well, there's a way to come enter the United States legally. And if you, the opposite of entering the United States legally would be to do it illegally. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? To come in unannounced with no permission. And if you want to change that, they're saying, oh, you can't block people from coming in. You, you can That's because crazy. it's a law. Yes. We have yeah. a law. It was voted upon, enacted by our uh, elected officials. Right. It's a law. You want to change that. You want to make an open border. You have to vote on it. Nobody you wants can't that. Just say, Who but, wants that? But you can't just say, well, we shouldn't do the law anymore. You know, According I, I, to who? Because one group of people doesn't want to do it? It has to be a vote. You know, I, I'm not sure I said this in the last show, but, you know, when Obama was president, I worked for Foster Care Agency. 3,000 kids crossed the border. Those 3,000 kids are in our foster care system right now. And I, I have to look for some of the parents who are overseas. The, the parents aren't even here. There's so many kids in our foster care system. And who's paying for the welfare? Who's paying for the welfare, the medical, the school? Who, we're paying right. for that. I don't think it's fair. It really isn't. I think people should come here legally. And, and, they, and they, that's the way they should Mark come in. Mark my words. In the not-too-distant future, Amazon is going to stay up and say, we're going to pay for all of them. That's why they don't pay taxes. I'm telling you, they're going to take it then, all then, under their then wing. Fine. Let them pay they're going to build up places. For, for, I'm telling them. you, remember I said this. Okay. Amazon is going to basically be in charge of these people. That's a way to securing the votes. Let them in. We'll take care of them. We're going to build up housing for them. We're going to feed them. Give them jobs. We're going to educate them, and they're going to come and work for us, and that's what's going to happen. That's exactly what's going that's to happen. That's fine. Well, they're talking about paying people to not do any work because— Well, they're not, not going to need you anyway. jobs anymore. Well, then what are they— Who's saying that? Amazon? No, no, because of robots. Truck drivers. Oh. Truck drivers are going to be obsolete. They're cars, talking— right. remember, remember when you were a kid— They're going to run 24 hours a day. Remember when you were a kid, you watched the movies, like when the robots take over, you mm-hmm. know? It's they common. actually, they actually say the robots actually communicate with each other. I read that in I some technology. I robotic comedians are way funnier than you. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's one thing you don't have to— They're not going to be funny at all. <laughs> The timing is going to be off. They haven't figured out all the nuances of... of, They're getting close. They're getting close. There's another thing. Like, you know how, how Trump made this comment about go back to your country... People have said that always. I've always said that. Well, that's a oh, lot of stuff. People call every place a shithole, but it, you can't have the president saying that. No, I'm not that, think, not that part. To paralyze any conversation... If one person says you're racist, that ends the conversation. I mean, it's look, bullshit. I don't even think about that, that anymore. That's so stupid. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It's so stupid. First of all, I think I think Trump also could be a little bit. I mean, he sometimes acts like an idiot, but he's rude because he's first of all he's from New York. Yeah. Well, he fights you know, back. He's a New Yorker. He's not a typical politician. No, he's not. The Fox News was bashing Obama for four for eight years, and all he could do is oh, Fox News this and that. He's more aggressive. Look at like if you really understand the turn of events that happened with. Um, 
Baltimore. What happened was that guy Cummings, he he subpoenaed Ivanka and her husband's text messages as soon as they became part of the Democrat. Yeah, exactly. And that annoyed the shit. This happened like on a Saturday. That annoyed the shit out of Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. So basically created, I think, this thing about how he bullied, which he did understand when they were brought the uh, the head of the the border police in there and Cummings basically told him you're murdering babies and putting them in cages, which is a complete lie. But he was so annoyed about that. He he started the story with you're bullying, you're, you're a big bully, and then he went into Baltimore and how bad it is there. And now, just imagine it being this guy Cummings, how far you fell. And in, in just because you opened up, you did that thing. Right. They looked into Baltimore, and it opened up a can of worms into looking into San Francisco, into looking into Chicago, into looking into L.A. They tied the knot between all these that are run by Democrats. The money? They went down there. Now they're looking at where the money went. Now they're talking about the mayor uh, either being corrupt. All this thing came because this guy asshole just to fuck with the guy one more time. How many times do you have to hear that there was no collusion? You know what I'm saying? Before you just let it go and start something else. They're wasting so much money on that. Because they don't want to face the issues. You know how many politicians in a row, how many Democratic presidents and Democratic politicians have themselves on tape talking about we have to do something about the border? And now nobody wants to do anything about the border? We have to secure our borders. We have to secure our borders. Okay, let's sit down and talk about it. Tape of Schumer saying they don't want to do it because they don't want to give this guy the opportunity to take a a victory. That's what it is. It's crazy. So that's why those kids supposedly in cages, they're being used as pawns. It's all we're all pawns. We talk about this shit all day. There, it's a soap opera that goes on every single day. It's so annoying. I wake up every morning and hear Fox News. My husband has it on all day long. I'm like, shut that shit off already. Uh You know? Uh I go, you wake up, you go to sleep. All I hear is Fox News in my house all day long. There is no breaking news. I love when they say breaking news. I heard that 22 times. Donald Trump has a new tweet. It's so like, you check like you check your Fox News or you check your CNN or your MSNBC, whatever you look at to get your news. You could go there literally every twenty minutes and expect a new story. How are we opinions. supposed to get you a new story? It just happened. <laughs> this thing just happened. And one opinion is to the right and one is to the left. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's so ridiculous. And depending on which where you fall, what you. Those, that's the feed. In your feed, you'll get that all day. And we're like these robots consumed with our phone, just looking at this stuff all day, getting excited, getting pissed off. That's why you got you to gotta counterbalance that. You got to get out of nature. You got to look at porn a lot. <laughs> no, I'm serious, man. Porn breaks it up. I don't like porn. All right, well, get out of nature then. I go out of nature. (laughs) Go out of nature. Porn sex crimes. I've seen enough porn. Listen, even if you don't like porn, it breaks your mental. uh, You could sit there and hate it, but just watching people naked. (laughs) I find that fucking gross. I worked in sex crimes, so I like other people naked. It's just like grosses me out. It does. (laughs) I don't want them in front of me, like naked. I always feel like uncomfortable like you don't have to like I went to an all girl all nude strip club once or twice or maybe really? maybe a bunch of times but I never really felt comfortable in there it was too much man it was too much do you have any dollars on you and bring enough dollars with you I, I gave the dollars I, I gave the dollars my point is that it's I don't need to put the little the, the, the g-string on it's too, I don't want it it's too much it's too personal you just feel bad go out and play play some sports Go out and, uh, you know, into nature, like he says. I right? love it. Go hiking. That I like. Do, you know, there's a lot of good the things woods, in The woods, the beach. Yeah, the beach. Go to the beach. The Just beach walk around, look at people. 
I, you know, One thing about the city is great. You can I walk around and stare at people. I love just sitting down with a glass of wine and watching boats go by. You can <laughs> start boring, a vacation like resort right now and make billions. And all it would be, it would be a regular resort. And then over here, we'd have lockers. And when you come, you give me your phone and all your electronic devices. And I put it in a locker and you can't touch it for the whole week. And we'll call it a name like off the grid off the resort. Grid. Yeah. And yeah. we'd make billions. It's a beach, it's a pool. The only difference is I'm gonna hold your phone. You can is only check it once by? a day. Here? Yeah. No. Oh, no okay. You have to go like to Rye or something. Okay. Imagine that you could you go to a place and they hold your phone for you all day, and then you're allowed a half hour. You could pick it in the morning or at night oh, before you go to sleep. Go to you the just spa sit there. People will be feeding like. Go to the spa castle. They'd be fiending like on drugs, <laughs> drooling just yeah. for that half hour on the phone just to catch up. When I taught college, it was like that. They couldn't get off their damn phone during the class. And it's worse it now. Ridiculous. Oh my daughter, she's like 16. Oh. The worst. Me, I do the same thing too. I'm on there yeah, all the time. We're all addicted to it. We, uh, you know, they got us. You know, it is a, a drug. The phone is information, yeah. and that's but why you you'll never. Need, you don't need all yeah. that information. The truth is, once you make up your mind about something, you're probably not gonna because we get late. It's not that we're lazy. It's just that we're constantly. I don't know if our brains are used to consuming so much information. We're not. We we never consumed this much information before. Yeah, but what do you do with it? That's where you get your mass shooters, yeah. or your crazy kids, you know, or your crazy people. Hey, I'm, going mentally out to, I'm mentally going out to Montauk next week. I'm going to do what you guys suggested. I'm going to go fishing. And I'm going to do some R&R. You're going to see Frank? And, and watch porn? Go no, see I'm Frank. I'm going to watch porn. Frank Waters, he's, he's up there. He's in Montauk. I'm going to be in Amagansett, actually. Oh. I'm going to go fishing with my, my, my sons. And he's sneak away, get over to Fire Island for a minute? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to put my Speedo on and go to Fire Island. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you always bringing that shit up? He wants to see you in, his, he wants to see you in his Speedo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want to hear you sing some more. You were singing before. I said, ah, you know what? Uh, Pat was making fun of you singing, but uh, you actually was, sounded pretty he good. He was uh, commenting on Joe Bell Castro. He goes, you sound like Frankie valley right <laughs> he did you know, we should mention that actually you know september 21st uh we're gonna have a comedy show at lucy's in pleasantville uh we're gonna seated by a live podcast we're gonna do a live podcast we're gonna six. have all the guests back most of the guests anyway that you heard them. it's can I, about an hour yes you can miss homicide miss homicide definitely has to be in the She's house be wearing a bikini miss homicide oh, please. Wants to be no we gotta out. get her we gotta get her a sash <laughs> just a sash miss <laughs> <laughs> homicide we need to sell this show out okay. come on help us out here that'll be fun yeah i think it will be fun we gotta have ralph friedman back yeah, oh, I always think rough. about Ralph because I always think of my uh, hundred off-duty arrests. That that, that number just it just blows my. I've like I've I haven't even looked the other way a hundred times. <laughs> that was in the seventies, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I how mean, about his? Uh, I I think he said fourteen shootings. Um, he hit eight people and killed four. Oh wow! In his fifteen-year career, I was like, that's a lot, Ralph. He goes. He goes, I encountered a lot of people. Think <laughs> 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 about some of this, the superstars. We've, this, is, this is our 28th episode. Yeah. I mean, we've uh, Michael O'Keefe, Tommy Kennedy, uh, Detective Pat, you know, was one of the fan favorites. Uh, Eddie Taki. When I'm in the police academy, Scott I always do the announcement after I do my scene and I, I give out some cards to anybody who would like them. And it's a people are very, very excited to listen. And we're always getting new listeners. And when I tell them this is the Hall of Fame, I think a lot of uh, retired guys have caught on too because you know as well as I do, Bill, we probably both get a certain amount of emails yeah. from people and they're people interested in coming on. on. Really? That's yeah. good. You know, yeah. and it's like uh, 
you know, now all of a sudden you you you're put in the position of evaluating. You know, like if if we, this was like a Playboy magazine, what was your batting average? We'd say send in a picture of bikini shots and let's check you out. And then well, what's your batting average? And with us, we're like, you know, well. Give me a case, and, and who am I to ask somebody for a case? You know, I mean, when, Bill's the guy. When I asked Irma to come on first. She was like shy, and she was like, "Can I bring a friend?" And I was like, no, you can't bring a friend. <laughs> who do who do I want to bring? I can't even think who I was going to bring. Oh, oh maybe. What's her name? Oh, oh yeah, okay, I know who. Yeah, she's right. just retired. Lauren oh, she's Brem, Lauren yeah. Brem, you want oh, to bring? Oh, not bring her for her to be on it at another time. I oh. think she'd be great. Yeah. But down the road, look, yeah. we have. 365 days a year. I don't know how many episodes we're going to do, but definitely in the future, yeah. you know, we uh, haven't even tapped uh, even, you know. I was kind of quiet today, actually. Wow, you were laid back a little yeah. bit today. Maybe it's because you didn't wear your black outfit. Yeah, you know? I wore a different color. I think you were fine. I think you were funny. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it went by, it, what, what happens is we're so comfortable with each other right now that it's almost like we're just conversating. Talking, you forget yeah, that you're talking. Yeah, you know, so we're not recording drinking. a podcast. We're drinking like some Coronas here. Like, I don't drink. You, you don't drink. That's, uh, that's boring. You got to start drinking. How long have you been sober? <laughs> like eight years. Uh-huh. I stopped drinking because I have a cervical fusion. And um, when I drink now, I freaking fall down. What is that, gag reflex? No, no, sorry. <laughs> I like saying that. I like asking girls to do. What do you got? A gag reflex? <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> that was good. I always control. Do that. What is that thing? Did you drink? Um, is that acid reflux vodka, thing? Vodka Burn your throat? No, I have a I have a cervical fusion. I had a line of duty. Oh, the neck injury. Oh, yeah, I had a line yeah, yeah. of duty. That was a car accident. No, know? I fell out of a moving police car when yeah, I was so in nineteen. Said. Yeah, and but I. Now you you did twenty five years. Twenty six. Wow. So, so how does that affect your drinking? No, what happened the was, medication I, I, was taking, I was taking Vicodin at the time oh, yeah, for a yeah. long time Those are good. and drinking. But it works better with drinking. Yeah, but also when I drink now, I think it, it affected my nervous system a little bit, the cervical mm-hmm. fusion. So um, I get a little bit tingling sometimes. And when I drink, I do this weird thing now when I get drunk. It's like all of a sudden I have no control and I go in a circle and I go, whoa, and I fall down. It's just so weird. Yeah, don't drink no more. So I stopped drinking. <laughs> so I stopped drinking. Yeah, don't drink no more. You yeah. start going into a merengue? Maybe, or... maybe, no, maybe one day I'll drink again, you know, when my kids are bigger All right, whenever somebody tells me they don't drink anymore i'm a hundred percent fine with it man yeah there's a reason why you chose to stop no, drinking absolutely. and if you if and not only that it makes you old it does it too old. much too much drinking yeah. makes people look well, old. if you drink every single day yeah. i drink every day yeah. man. you don't look like you drink every day, you drink oh, every day. yeah you don't look like you, drink, you, every you day. drink vodka too right i switch to vodka now because the bourbon has more sugar in it yeah, when it's dark, the darker the, the liquor, the, the more sugar it has in it. And vodka, um, I used to drink vodka and um, vodka and cranberry. Was yeah, I, I put club soda. Yeah, I like vodka. cranberry. Is good if rum. you have like, um, what is that a yeast infection, right? Vodka, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. no, no, vodka, cranberry juice. Oh, okay. maybe, yeah, yeah. yeah. I guess you would go out with a lot of girls with yeast yeah. infections. So, <laughs> I never, <laughs> they probably got a loaf of bread so, coming out of there. <laughs> I just heard that. Oh my God! How did we get there? Censor this episode. How did we get there? Irma, you know, a lot of people like when they watched your um, uh, the two episodes that we did with you, they they loved you. I mean, they loved you as like a detective. They loved you as a human being. They just loved looking at you, the way you move, your emotions. She's great. It's a character because you're real. Yeah, you're a real person. You know, and. You don't put on. I'm not any, fake. No, you're not exa- exactly. I, guess I don't even. What, I don't even wear makeup. I'm that's not what fake. I was trying to say. <laughs> Me you're neither. Not fake. You're, <laughs> okay, sometimes you're a real, you're a real person. You're, when you're, I do TV shows, this homicide from the Lower East Side, or record at my house. <laughs> 
Huh? <laughs> no, with the makeup. How's your acting class going, Bill? I, you know something? I Did you make it in that class? Yeah, well, uh, the guy wanted to um, teach me one-on-one, and I said no. Ooh, that I sounds... Don't, I that don't sounds... want that. In acting class? Oh. Yeah, so... It's uh, more said, money for him. I, I see, right. I said I want to be in a class. I don't want to do one-on-one, so I don't... Well, one-on-one is good if you're bringing in a script that you have to work on for a particular part. Right, if you're in I'm a not, class I'm and then... Yet. i I want to work with other people, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't want to be one-on-one with an acting teacher. I don't have anything I'm You take any right good dance classes or stuff like no, that? I can't dance. That's Irish. No, no, The point you made... Listen, about the dancing it's not the point of the dancing it's to loosen up no i'm saying about to 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 to, to move like when I, when i went to hb studios like movement you mean movement exactly classes, yeah. exactly you you for a cop a hundred percent you know what i'm saying but when that cop has to expound his character and, and be a dad or maybe yeah. go out dancing with his wife one night or be romantic you know what i'm saying you want to be able to do that right that little bit of movement, you know. Is that what you want to do? You want to become an actor? He is no, an actor. I, I, just, you know, I have done. You know, I, I see you on Perfect yeah, Murder. I've done six of those, and I, mm. I've done some commercials. And oh really? Stuff. Yeah, but he's got a great look. It's hard. It's really hard, you know. It's I'm like, so stiff when I do. Th- I watch myself on this podcast. You're I'm not like, stiff. So I think I'm stop. stiff. stiff. No. You're the opposite of <laughs> no. stiff. I don't think. I think no. I'm. I think I just no. hate the way I look. Like I'm no, talking my hands. Well, you're very, very animated. Let's put it that way. If I was sitting across the room, I could probably tell you what you're saying just by looking at you. Really? That's yeah. Right. There's no hiding. How about what I'm thinking? <laughs> <laughs> no, you could never tell what a woman's thinking. I would never even try to assume you know, that. When we get on um, the, uh, what is it, NYPD 360, whatever it is, Inside Blue 360, maybe we can have like a, someone that does the fan pages because I think you and Pat, you and Detective Pat are going to have the most uh, yeah, right. the most hits, right? Yeah. Oh. Definitely. Definitely. Every one of our guests you mentioned earlier is... It's been a phenomenal ride so far. Yeah. I was. It's a great idea. I think really was. We've been mentioning that big things are coming. Um, we're going to expound or expand our demographics of who we look to talk to. Hopefully, we'll have some celebrities come through. Some people promoting uh, anything that's involved with law enforcement. We want to start doing stuff with PAL. That is my goal. That, you know, been. that's important. I was think, thinking about that earlier about PAL. You know, that's missing a lot of the communities. I think if they bring PAL oh, back, yeah. it'll bring so it'll be so much better the for the cops. The three precinct had that they the did three two had it. Baseball league. You have to do it with, with all sports. Music. You have to get celebrities involved. Yep. Celebrity endorsements. I would, I would even volunteer. You have for that. to get the money to pay for the equipment. What makes this thing work is that you're going to have people with money donating the equipment. Their money is going to go to getting us fields. Their money is going to go to getting equipment for these kids. All you have to do is bring your kid and sign them up they're going to be coached by by uh by by police officers they'll be coached sometimes whenever that particular celebrity is around that celebrity could choose the name of the particular teams at the end of every season we could have uh, and every neighborhood has one the ninth the ninth a new york city pal champ right brooklyn versus that'd be so Queens. great then you could do it Some nationwide those kids actually become cops too yeah. You know? Oh, it, it also takes care of that problem if Junior gets night- involved in a little incident that, you know, 
you, you know, you knowing a cop could mediate, it. mediate right. it, take care of it. He doesn't have to go through the system. He doesn't have to be arrested. And it cuts he, down on the gangs. And the kids have a place right? to go. Yeah. Yes. I, always, I always said that if I had a lot of money, I would open up facilities, especially for young boys, because boys are the ones that really need a lot of help in different in these neighborhoods, like right. open up a, a place for them to go, to do sports. to do. Who's and PAL say? was a great idea years ago. I don't know what happened to PAL. It's still around. Not but the, the way I want to do it, the way I want to build it up, once we get to where we're getting right now, I volunteer to help on that. That's going to be my next move. I'd love to volunteer. So start with putting that. this thing together, me and Bill. Mm-hmm. We want to take it and make PL an awesome thing. Mm-hmm. Not, not. I don't even want to. Stars, we're going to give back. To I don't yeah, want right. to get it. Once we make our first million, yeah. I want to get the games televised. <laughs> Why not? You got public access. Put the Bronx yeah. versus Queens in basketball, or boxing, or tennis, or every sport. They have, you know, they used to have a wrestling called Beat the Streets, Mm -hmm. and a lot of city kids don't uh, have folk style wrestling like all the suburbs Mm -hmm. do. And uh, wrestling's a great sport because it's so so tough, you know. Yeah. And a lot of the city kids think they're tough, and then they come up to the suburbs, and these suburb kids knock the shit out of them. You know what I mean? Because these kids have been wrestling since they're six years old. My nephew Jason wrestled. They think they're tough, and all of a sudden they're like, "Holy shit! Where did these kids come from?" Yeah. You know. That's great. Bring wrestling to the city. I want to do it all. I want to do it all. But I think we're running out of time. I hope that works. That'll be a it's gonna work. It's gonna work. Trust me. Teach salsa meringue. What's what's your I'll, yeah. I'll, teach, I'll teach how to use a knife. <laughs> no, we're going to need motivators. <laughs> we're going to need... Stereotypes. See what you're doing? I'll, I'll, we're gonna I'll, need, I'll teach how to be revengeful. We're going to need league commissioners. We're going to need people inside, you know, keep it check. I would definitely volunteer. And my son plays baseball. He plays college baseball. I have Can a nephew who wrestles. Baseball, been better, better go to me. Uh, <laughs> that was good. Stick to singing. Yeah. You're better at singing. Where are the, where, where the potatoes? <laughs> I got to go now. I got to go. We all got to go, man. Right. This has been fun. Thank I can't you. believe the time went by so fast. It's oh, amazing. We could talk forever. I know. Irma, any parting words? Nope. Um, peace, love. Nothing else. All right, to say. Bill. I like to be in America. All He's right. such a stereotypical guy. <laughs> yeah. His family came to America. They're, Where are the potatoes? Right Where the Swiss the beer? <laughs> He's getting goofy. <laughs> Bill being goofy. All right, man. All right, guys. Uh, I don't have anything to say either, except for rest in peace, Bill. Uh, and Bill, blue lives rest matter. in peace, and blue David. Lives matter. The most rest in thing. peace, David Kimowitz, my buddy. Um, yeah. You're, you're going to be missed greatly. And um, all the best to police officer Pantaleo. And uh, please, God, no more, no more mass shootings. All right, on, be- on behalf of uh, Police Off the Cuff, man, thank you for tuning in. And we are in the tour, man.